in our church. We're blessed to have Zach as part of our youth <laughs> ministry. Talking to Swelly this morning, I think we're building um, Zach's resilience at youth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved on Friday night, Zach, even when Dad walked into the Thank building, you. Zach was still pegging chocolates into the fans. So... <laughs> I don't know. We have no control. <laughs> Thanks, Kath. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, I like to be hands-free when I speak. That's why I put this thing on. <laughs> All right. How are we, church? We good? All right. Okay, well, this is the first time I've shared with you this year, so I wanted to look at something that I could leave you with to think about and dwell on. So you don't have to answer the question I'm going to give you this morning right now, but you can have a think about it in coming into the weeks ahead and this year ahead. This is something I want you to think about throughout this year. All right, as we're here, don't you reckon we're here to challenge ourselves, yeah? It's about becoming more like God and less of us. So, you know, if we don't challenge ourselves, then we're not doing that. So we're not ready to grow. And as Dean said this morning, let's put our feet in a position to grow. Now, funny, it's funny you should have said that, Dean, because my question to you this morning is, are you in a position for growth? Okay, so if we think about this, what I don't want to do is like, that there's so many areas in which we can grow in, okay? And that's not what I'm going to be talking about this morning. I want to go back a bit further, and I want to think about in nature, okay, if you have trees or plants or seeds, if they are healthy, they're going to naturally going to grow, right? Okay? So God designed us with all that we need and all the potential to grow, okay? So if we are healthy and we choose to operate according to our natural design that God made us, that's important and that's what we need for, for growth. Okay, so we have to be healthy. So, let's also think about, does anyone remember back at school when you did science experiments and um, for some of you it might be digging a little bit deeper and a bit longer than others, but do you remember having like sort of, um, what is it, like elements or substances or something and you'd put things together and the teacher would say, hey, if you put this and this together, it's going to like change colour or it's going to grow or it's going to explode on you or whatever. And so you try all these different things and you'd put like A and B together and then nothing would happen. And then they say, well, try B and C, see what happens. So you put B and C together and nothing happens. But when you put A and B and C to all together in this little glass thing, like the thing explodes or it changes or something happens, right? And so the teacher's trying to get you to go, oh, well, look, these elements, when you put them together, this is what happens, all right? Well, if we're operating in a way that God designed us, okay, which I'm going to go through with you what our A, B, and C is, if we are operating in those things, we're going to be healthy and we're going to grow, all right? So also if the church is healthy and operating according to how God designed us, we're also going to grow, all right, now we are in a small town. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to grow in number, although you hope that that is going to happen. But sometimes it's just growing spiritually, right? Producing more fruit, um, being effective in our mission. All right, so this morning I want to look at how do we get healthy, okay? Because if we're healthy, we're in a position to grow. Now, some of you will know that know me really well. I am a bit of a health nut, okay? So, but this is not about, this is not a health food seminar, and it's not like, okay, I'm going to get you all to change your salt and vinegar chips and your honey soy chips, or your favourites, for kale chips, although it might do you some good. <laughs> but it's not about that. This is about looking at how, 
Um, we get healthy according to God, how God has naturally designed us to, to function and to grow, okay? So I'm not going to do any science experiments either, um, but I am going to be giving you some scientific information um, that will just help us to grow in our understanding um, of just see how these three elements, this A, B, and C, how they're essential for our health and growth, all right? And there's no better person to help us with that. I've done a lot of research over the years into Caroline Leaf, who is um, a neuroscientist, so she studies the brain. Most of you in the room will probably know her. Um, and she basically um, has studied the brain for about 30-something years, maybe 35 years. She's done clinical practice, um, and she's also a Christian. She's been a Christian all her life. And Back in the day when she started her research, um, it was the days when you were either Christian or a scientist, like never did the two worlds collide. But these days, as we've studied the brain a bit more, um, scientists have discovered that actually, um, as we studied the brain, that you know, we're beginning to realize that science actually proves that God created the science in the first place. And many people, or many scientists, have actually become Christians as a result. Um, so, let's start with some of the basics. All right, God is a tripart being, okay? So he's made up of three parts. All right, we all know this, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, now we are also made up of tripart, three parts, okay, because we're made in God's image. Now, we are made up of the spirit, the soul, and the body. Okay, you might hear that said a little bit differently. Some people will say the body, the mind, and the spirit. So the mind is part of the soul. Um, I'm going to break those areas down now for you. Okay, so the spirit. Our spirit being is a part of us where the Holy Spirit speaks to us through our intuition. So when we pray, when we worship, when we sing praises to God, okay, God will plant visions. He will give us words. He will speak to us into our hearts what, what he wants for us in our life. Okay, but we can choose. We can choose whether we operate in the spirit or not. Okay, if we're going to learn um, that if we're operating according to our natural design, we've got to understand that the spirit, part of us, the spirit being, is the part that should be governing or leading the mind. So think about that in terms of what governs you. Is it your spirit or your mind? Okay, in Job 32 and 8... It says, it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. I love the, I love the sort of, almost like the visual of that, like the breath of the Almighty breathing into us that gives us understanding. Like I reckon in the world, you know, we can probably gain some knowledge and gain some understanding about life. We might read scientific books and know that this is this, but it's the breath of the Almighty that actually gives understanding. Okay, the soul. Okay, so the soul is made up of the mind, the will, the emotions, personality, all those things, okay? This is a part of us where we can think, feel, and choose freely. Okay, we hear people say that, you know, God has given us free will. He's done that because we're not robots. He wants relationship with us. So we can choose whether we let the spirit govern our mind or we can choose to go our own way. The, the body. Okay, the body, the brain is part of the body. Did you know that the brain and the mind are separate, right? I know you know, Adam. <laughs> if anyone has any difficulty interpreting any of the scientific stuff, you go to Adam at the end and he'll help you. <laughs> all right, so the brain is part of the body along with all our other functions, our arms, our legs, all our internal organs and all those things. Okay, 
But this is an important thing to understand, that your brain is separate from your mind. Our mind is part of our soul. The brain is part of the body. Because see, your brain is wired according to the outcome of what you think, feel, and choose, which is your mind. Okay, on a minute-by-minute basis. Can you believe that we can actually have up to about 40 thoughts a second? So we're constantly making decisions, constantly reacting to our environment and the people around us. Okay? So our brain is built by us, right? Okay, we're literally building structures into our mind based on every thought. So every thought counts. And if you think that we have up to 40 thoughts a, se a second, how important is every thought? Because we're wiring things into our brains. Okay, did you know that about yourselves? Do you know that you're like an architect, right? You might not have gone to uni for seven years and you might not have a piece of paper saying you're an architect, but you are, okay? Because you are building, you design your own brain according to what you think, feel, and choose, okay? We are all unique individuals. As we know, we're all created by God for a purpose, but our moment-by-moment -moment choices impact our whole being, the health of our mind and our bodies. Now remember, we are made in God's image, which is love. Okay, so we are wired for love if we choose it. So we can choose whether we tap into the spirit or not. The spirit influences our mind to make the right choices. Okay, choices that in turn bring health to your body. Health that, that basically positions you in a, in a, in a place for growth. Sometimes we can get so distracted by the world though, so distracted by sin and society that subconsciously we are just choosing to reject our spirit zone. Like we're ignoring God. We don't want to. We come to church and we love God. But if you think about all the things that you think, feel and choose on a daily basis, if we're not lining them up with God, then we are actually choosing subconsciously to reject God. So it's pretty full on, isn't it? Understanding this and being aware of how important every thought is will help us to understand how we have to gain good health, how we need to operate out of our natural God-given design. And God designed us so beautifully, so perfectly. So these three interconnecting parts, the ABC, the mind, um, soul, and spirit, sorry, the spirit, soul, and body, getting myself confused now, um, it, they're, all they're all crucial for our health and growth, okay? Because we're made in God's image, which is love, like I say, there is not a single part of us, not a single part of our being that is designed to cope with toxic thinking. So when we choose right, we get brain and body health. But when we choose thoughts that don't align with God, we cause brain damage. Now we all know how powerful the mind is. So what if we listen to our mind? What if we listen to all the thoughts that come into our mind? I'm not good enough. I'm a failure, I'm not as clever as them, we compare ourselves to others, maybe we feel isolated, I feel disconnected in church, I just feel annoyed with people, they just, you know, rub me up the wrong way. What if these thoughts were so loud that every day we just weren't able to clear that fog? Remember Sarah talked about the fog a few weeks ago? Well, we choose what we dwell on and we believe these for ourselves. If we choose to align them with a bit of a thought, Okay, that is what is going to be wired into our brain. You know, God said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And I want you to picture that according to those three things, the three parts of our being. The spirit, that's love. 
Okay, God is love. He is the spirit. He gives us love. He gives us power. Through Jesus and what he did on the cross, he gives us power in our bodies to do all that he has called us to do. That is power. And then sound mind, our minds. God has given us a sound mind. So often our spirit is being inactive because we're choosing to listen to our will and our emotions and our feelings. How often do we operate out of what we feel as opposed to what the spirit is telling us? When we operate in fear or in any of the emotional responses I was just talking about, we're stepping outside of that love zone, outside of the power, the love and the sound mind that God gave us. We are saying no to our spirit. We're not aligning our thoughts correctly and we are opening the door to the devil. Let's give the example of worry. You know, worrying over your children, for example, may feel very natural. And I'm not saying that I have done any differently over the last 12 years. But what I am beginning to realize is that fearing and worrying over my children is the beginning of their destruction. I'll tell you why. Because confusion, fear, and worry are outside of the nature in which God designed us. We're damaging our brain because we're rejecting God's will for them and for us and we're blocking the powers of heaven. When we call on God, the Holy Spirit, he gives us peace, assurance, and wisdom. Okay, if we are choosing to worry about how we help them, we're doing that in our own, we're trying to work out how we can do that in our own capacity. We shut the door to God and for him to do his work and to take care of them. Okay, the Bible says for a reason, think on things that are lovely, pure, and noble. Okay, every time we step outside of that realm, we're choosing not to listen to the Holy Spirit. We're causing damage to our brains because that's not the way our brains were designed. And our health is impacted, but also the health of future generations. Have you ever had thoughts like, I didn't want to think this way. I'm just wired this way. It's just the way I am. I can't help it. You know, I'm just the same as my parents were in this area. You know, change is too hard. I feel like I'm just going to be like this forever. Have you ever noticed that the mistakes of our parents, of our grandparents and of their parents, like our forefathers, how they follow down into us? Have you noticed that? Yes. But if we design our own individual brains, how can there be generations of people in one family line who are all dependent on alcohol to cope with life, or who all get angry, or who all suffer with depression and anxiety? Why is that? And why does the Bible say in Exodus 34 and 6, it says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. So God is talking with Moses here about the penalty of sin. And without Jesus, the penalty of sin is carried down into future generations. And it's done like this. Our thoughts, which are all these structures that we build into our brain, they hold genetic expression. Okay, they leave an engram. It's this epigenetic mark that will pass through the sperm, through the ova, into the next generation. So what you think on is not just important for you, but it's important because you're wiring that in to the next generation. So your thoughts affect, basically, continuing on almost every person on the planet. 
Now, before you all have a panic and think, oh my gosh, I've ruined my children. You know, there's no hope. This is all going through my family line. Firstly, you need to remember that we're all saved by the blood of Jesus and our sin is pardoned. And science has shown us that the genetic expression that passes through the blood barrier into the next generation passes through dormant. Okay, it's asleep, all right? It's asleep. So it means that you choose. You choose whether you wake it up or you get rid of it. And that's what it means to realign ourselves with the Holy Spirit, with God and the way he thinks for us. Okay, we can literally remove toxic thoughts, toxicity from our brain and we can rewire our brain through the Spirit if we are allowing the Spirit to govern us. So we don't have to be a product of our forefathers. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. If you've got a line of alcoholics and you're predisposed to to feeling and thinking and, and using that in that way, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm saying that we have the hope of God. We, we can rewire our brains. We can choose to, to sit in that or we can choose to change. And this is why in Deuteronomy 24 and 16 it says, parents shall not be put to death for their children nor their children put to death for their parents for each of us will die according to our own sin. So our choice is this guys, do we listen to God by reading and understanding his word? Do we tap into the Holy Spirit? Okay, are we in communion with the Holy Spirit for all our choices? Bearing in mind, we ha- I don't know who's good at maths here, but if we have up to 40 thoughts a second, how many seconds do we have in a day? Now, how often do you tap into the Holy Spirit? How often do you actually line things up in your day and go, okay, that thought does not line up with what the Bible says. I'm going to change that thought. I'm going to realign that because that is not what God wants from me. That is not coming from the Holy Spirit. How often do we do that? Do we think, feel, and choose thoughts that are pure and lovely and pleasing to God? Do we actively do that in order to build health into our brains, positioning ourselves for a place of growth? Or do we get swept away or swept about and influenced by the world? So you know when our bodies are healthy, they intake nutrients, they absorb all the nutrients, and then you've got um, organs like the kidneys and the livers, Um, that basically take away and remove all the toxicity from our bodies, yeah? We have, God has designed this incredible system in us, yeah? Well, it's the same with our minds. We have to take in the good thoughts, like nutrients, okay? We dwell on them, what is pure and lovely and good and all the things that God gives us through his word, through our intuition. And then we have, it's our responsibility to get rid of the toxic thoughts. You know, God wants to plant in us everything that's of him and get rid of everything that's not. A few weeks ago, my mum said to me, Kath, you really need to pull the weeds out of your vegetable gardens. See, Swelly and I are notorious for, we've got these six amazing veggie beds. They're huge and they have this big chook tractor on top so it goes around and we have this beautiful soil that should be perfect for um, plants to grow. But we're time poor, so we notoriously plant up all these beautiful things and let all the plants grow, but all the weeds as well. And sometimes they don't grow that well because the weeds around them are choking them and they're entangling the good, the good plants. And if we're not getting rid of the weeds, they're not doing our plants any good. They're not healthy. Okay. So mum said, look, Kath, come on. I will come and help you get rid of some of these weeds. So we went down there one morning. She said, and I'm like pulling out literally this buckets of weeds and it looks like we've done nothing. And she said, Kath, 
you know what, I know it may look like we're not getting anywhere, but just think, every one you pull out gives that plant more chance to survive, more chance to thrive. And I reckon, you know, it looks like that in us too. Every toxic thought, every weed we pull out of our minds gives us more strength and more nutrients for us to have the good stuff survive, okay? In Hebrews 12 and 2, it says, let us strip off every weight that slows you down and the sin that so entangles us. Sometimes the weeds get so close to the plants they literally wrap around or entangle them. We have to strip them away. Now, it's not gonna happen overnight, but by realigning our thoughts with God, it strengthens us to just continue in what God has called us for. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you, how is your thought life? How is your communion with God? Do you understand now the significance in your relationship between your body, your mind, and your spirit? There's this saying like mind over matter. Matter being the stuff, the chemical particles in our brain. I reckon we should rename it. It should be spirit over mind over matter. Okay, because if you guys want to see growth this year, if you want to see health, and being positioned with growth, you need to tap into the spirit. You need to listen to God and line up every thought you have with his. I know that might sound a bit crazy in terms of like, how on earth do I have time for that? But you know what? We just have to reset our default. You've got to start somewhere. So every time a thought comes in at a conscious level, you think, hey, there's no way that is from God. I want you to practice replacing it. I want you to go to your Bible. I want you to just ask God. Just sometimes be still and listen. Colin spoke about that. Just be still and listen to God. If your intuition doesn't tell you, then pray a little longer and ask God to show you in his timing, his perfect timing, okay, because it will come. And if you're still struggling, I'll just give you a few strategies, okay. If you're struggling to hear from God, put yourself in a position ready to hear and that is by giving him thanks, okay? Thanks is an awesome place to start. It's thanking him for what he's already done. Praise is the next level down. Praise is kind of, it's still about you and it's still praising him for what he's done in you, but it's, it goes a bit deeper than thanks. And then worship. Worship is like another whole level down, okay? It takes away like thanking him for you and what, all about you. It actually worships him for who he is. Okay, and there is no way that when you're at that level that God is not going to speak to you. So ask him, ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that he wants to illuminate in you this year? What is it that he wants for you to do? You know, is there anything toxic in me, Lord? Is there anything causing me not to live in divine health? You know, our brain is so capable of change. And when, our, when we're, if we're designed with this default setting that is love, we only have to choose it with our minds. And God is there and there's no limit to what we can achieve. You know, knowing the scriptures, it renews our minds to literally think God's thoughts. Okay? It means we can think, understand, and approach all of life from God's perspective. And when you read, out, when you read about God and find out his true nature, it's amazing. Like he comes to the broken, he rescues the weak, he confounds the wise, he loves his enemies, he's the essence of biblical wisdom. You know, left to ourselves, we may come up with some good ideas in life, but we often will do things contrary to God's will. This is an amazing scripture, 
I want you to listen really carefully to this. In 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 11, it says, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Now, we all know that scripture, but I want you to listen further down. This is the most amazing part that we often don't hear along with that verse. These are the things revealed to us through the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. But what do we have in us? No one knows this, no one knows the Spirit, no one knows God except the Spirit of God, but what do we have in us? We have the Spirit of God in us. What we have received is not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God. We have the mind of Christ literally in us. You know, Dean and Rosie, I can't possibly know, okay, what you're, what you're thinking at all times. I don't know your mind, yeah? Because only your spirit within you knows what's going on in your mind. And you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, you may know a little bit more, okay? You may know a bit more about each other because you know each other so well. You might come to a situation and think, okay, you know, I can kind of predict what they might be thinking about this situation, all right? But in God, God literally gives us, we, the spirit within us, God literally shows us his thoughts. How amazing is that? You know, God in all his power, all his glory, all his infinite wisdom lets us in on what he's thinking at any time when we tap into him. The spirit is in us. We just have to choose it. And the better we know our Bible, the better that God can illuminate those things in us. Yeah, it's impossible to read the Bible and actually know the whole thing. But God, through the Holy Spirit, reminds us of those things. And there's a scripture I'll read about that in a minute. But the Bible shows us, you know, that the greatest in the kingdom of God are the servants and the humble peacemakers. That our neighbor isn't just the person who lives nearby us, but the person we choose to never associate with, like Lisa talked about the other week. The Bible shows us that freely and generously giving away our treasure, in fact, is the way to store up treasure in heaven. And that life is found not in our own strength or victory, but in laying down our lives for the sake of Christ. The Holy Spirit works to remind us of everything that we've read. In John 14 and 26, it says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I've said to you. So as we read, don't worry if you, you know, think, how am I going to remember this? You know, like the Spirit will remind you as you go along. And that's why you never have to be afraid to speak into people's lives because you might not be able to quote scripture in your own mind. You might think, oh man, I read that the other day. That would be really good for them, but I just can't quite think. You know, as you tap into the Spirit, as you ask God to speak to you, He will do the work. He will remind you of exactly what you need to speak to into that person's life. And so many of you guys are so good at that. He has given it to us so that we know who God is and to follow him. He will speak to us in our minds, you know, just by thoughts, ideas. He will make an impression on our heart. And he will realign our thinking. That's our conscience. That's the conscience part of our mind. He will realign us and we'll get this nagging, this tugging on our conscience because it's, we're not thinking according to his will. 
And one way to know for sure if it's from God is the Holy Spirit will never, ever speak to us of anything that doesn't align up with what the Bible says. But the Bible itself is not, it's not enough on its own. Okay? The way that we have to know God is to actually hear from him and experience him for ourselves. Dan Moller is another um, Christian speaker that Swelly and I and probably many of you have um, listened to as well. And he is just the most incredible faith. And he says, faith is a spontaneous result of knowing him. Okay, when you know God intimately, when you know him that you can, and to the point where you can trust him in all your circumstances, your faith will grow. But you have to have a relationship so deep that it's like beyond doubt, beyond question, that no matter what circumstances you face in life, nothing will shake you. And so reading the Bible on its own is just not enough. It's to, just to tick a box. You know, we have to actually sit, meditate on the words, and we have to ask and pray and wait for God to speak to us. So we actually are in relationship. We have to be prepared to listen and trust him. You, know, you can know all about God by reading his word, but do you actually know him at a deep level? Have you experienced him in your life? You really need to build that relationship with him. You know, I didn't trust Swelly or agree to marry him based on what I read about him or what people had told me about him or what someone had preached about him. You know, I spent a lot of time with him. <laughs> And you know, the way you get to know your partner is to journey together with them in life. You know, the events of life show that person's true person. You know, you can read the Bible to gain knowledge, but to experience him, you have, you have to let that knowledge become real for you. That's choosing to operate out of your spirit. You know, Swelly and I had to go through the stuff to get to know each other more deeply. And in our early days, we had to cry and wrestle and in case you think I'm joking about the wrestling, like we actually did wrestle a few times, which is kind of really annoying because he's really strong and really heavy, which is why I now feed him kale chips because, you know, like if we ever have to wrestle again, like I might stand a chance of lasting more than about a second. <laughs> but in the wrestle, we have to actually tap into our spirit, you know, to get through and to, to be where we are now. I honestly think that if we hadn't done that, we would just be another statistic. You know, we had to fight for our marriage, but we had to, there were points where we honestly just got down on our knees and had to ask the Holy Spirit to soften us when we didn't know how, or teach us how to love one another when we didn't know how. We had to take our minds off our thoughts, off each other and off, our, off ourselves, and tap into God through the Holy Spirit. When we let the Spirit lead our mind, and that which leads our bodies into actions that are good. You know, God is good. He gives us the power to do good, even when our emotions and our will would have chosen otherwise. So we're understanding that we need to choose brain health. We need to choose that instead of causing damage to our brains. Sometimes the, the, the brain damage is not the fault of our wrong thinking, though. It's the result of a trauma, and um, Lisa and Mark have talked a bit recently about the effects of trauma on children and adults. You know, the brain processes trauma and tragedy in the same way it does toxic wrong thinking. When we're processing trauma, we're not thinking about it in a way that produces good brain structures. You know, we're often operating out of fear, shame, guilt, 
deep hurt, sadness, and even hopelessness. But amongst that sorrow and hurt, we have to know the hope of Jesus. We don't have to let that trauma define us. Now, and I know, I know that wouldn't be easy. And I'm not, certainly not pretending to understand how difficult that would be. You know, I haven't experienced in my life abuse or neglect, thank goodness. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, who gives us truth about you know, ourselves and our worth, maybe with the help of professionals, we can, cho- we can come to a place of choosing to trust that God is good and that he has a plan or purpose for us even through our pain. You know, we can realign ourselves and our worth by what God says about us. And being in community, reaching out to our neighbor, you know, it really helps us to do that because they will see love through us. So have a think about this, guys. How healthy do you think you are right now? What is God tapping you on the shoulder for for this year? Maybe he wants to teach you something that you, you know, that he, he wants you to teach you something that you haven't understood before. Maybe he wants to strip something away from you that's not of him. Maybe he just wants to stretch you in what you do, in the giftings that you do have. As a church, you know, we should be desperate for growth as individuals and collectively together. That's how we move forward. That's how we advance the kingdom of God. We should be asking ourselves this question. What is our role in church this year? How can I be positioned to grow both as an individual and for the sake of the church? Maybe you're placed in an area that you're gifted in. You know, there's plenty of people in this church where I go, wow, like you are so meant to be there. Rosie, last week, your worship was unbelievable. Like you put us all in that place of worship. It was just incredible. And there is no doubt as to why you are in that position. All right? And that's great. But I don't want you to think too black and white either. You know, You need to be still. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit and see what he's asking you to do. You know, maybe God will ask you to serve in an area this year that you never thought you would or that you could. Maybe he's asking you to serve in an area you're not comfortable with. We have to remain teachable and humble. You know, I may not know how to do AV. Maybe you don't know how to do AV. But don't you think after this morning that you've learned that the brain is capable of learning these things? You know, we have to have a growth mindset. You know, or you may think, you know, well, kids is not really my thing. Working in kids' ministry is not what I'm good at. But what if you could just say something from your life that could influence that child for the rest of your life? You know, when I started working in, um, helping in kids' ministry in my last church, um, I honestly just thought I wouldn't be very good at it. Um, I, I thought I'd be a terrible teacher. I've got a family of teachers, but I didn't think I'd be good at that. I was nervous. I didn't, think, I didn't think I could do it well, and I wasn't really keen, to be really honest. But I challenged myself. And one day, this new parent came in, and she sat with her child through my lesson because this child of hers had a disability. And at the end, she said, wow, that was so awesome. You must be a teacher, yeah? And I said, no, like, I'm so far from a teacher. But, you know, who says that you can't work with kids. You know, is that your thinking or is that God's thinking? You know, that, that, was, that was my thinking because God had other plans. He wanted me to work with these children and I went on to do that in, in that church for, for a fair while and Swelly and I became really involved in the kids' ministry in that, in that place um, as we are um, and try to here. Um, 
But don't you think we're all responsible, you know, for pouring into the next generation given the fact that our thoughts and our things build things into kids and build structures that are forever and permanently in their, in their brains? So last thing in church, if you're feeling isolated in church, if you haven't quite, like, felt like you quite fit in yet, if you struggle because you're shy, you know, you may not feel gifted in an area where you're talking to people all the time, but, you know, maybe a solution God would have to stretch you is that he'd ask you to go and welcome and follow up. Maybe because it would give you a starting point to connect with someone in this family. Okay, serving, you know, is crucial to experiencing growth in yourself and in the church. You know, and Jesus was the perfect example of the humble servant. So I just pray this morning that God will impress on your heart an area of ministry and service that you can do that will help you to experience spiritual growth as well as individual growth for the sake of yourself and this beautiful church. Okay, I'm, I'm so thankful for this church family and I just encourage you all to be extra vigilant this week, tapping into the Spirit of God and to get Him to reveal to you all that He has for you for not just today and this week but for the entire year and time to come. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that was good. Hey, thanks, Kath, for that word. And as a band start to play, I might get Kath to come pray for us in a moment. And um, I love that position to grow and flourish for you, getting our mind in the right place. And I, th- I don't know, sometimes that can be like overwhelming, but how do we get our mind to be the mind of Christ in line with the word? It's just one thought at a time, isn't it? Oh, I'm fearing. Oh, the word says don't be given a spirit of fear. Just step by step, we can actually position our mind to be in a healthy place. And um, oh, Kath, I'll come get you to pray for us yeah. in a second. But I was thinking about what Kath said. We can have 40 thoughts a second. Is that correct? Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if some of us have that many in a minute. But <laughs> sometimes I do. It depends how much coffee I've had. It's on a subconscious level. (laughs) But I was thinking like that can be, I don't know if our minds are meant to have 40 thoughts in a second. That's quite overwhelming, isn't it? And I was thinking, I don't know, like we, Rosie and I, we work within the youth ministry. I work in the community and I know the mind can be a battle. And why don't we stand and I just want to get Kath to pray into the word that she had. But also, if you're struggling with your mind, our mind isn't meant to be the weakest place. It actually can be the strongest place in our life. But if you're struggling and... I don't know, 40 thoughts a second is quite overwhelming and sometimes we need peace into our minds. So if that's you and you, you just want to grow in what Kath shared so that we're not governed by our mind, we're actually governed by the Holy Spirit. We're not led by our anxieties, we're led by His Holy Spirit and by what the Word says. So maybe if you're struggling in your mind and you just want to grow in that area, I think there's a goodness and there's a, a grace of God to actually come and help enable us. We don't have to do these things in our own strength. We can try to, but we have the Holy Spirit. We've got a, there's a grace and anointing to help us with that. So if that's you this morning, uh, why don't we close our eyes? Why don't you raise your hands? And Kath is just going to pray for us. And we're going to finish by singing. Thank you. Father God, you are a good, good God, and you give us all that we need, Lord, to function, to operate, and to just strive in this world. Lord, you have designed us so beautifully, so perfectly. We thank you for that, for that, Lord. And we thank you that, Lord, as we draw close to you, that you draw close to us. 
And as we seek you, as our heart cries out to you this morning, Lord, I just pray that that you will respond, that you will speak to us, Lord, through our minds, through our, through our intuition. Lord, that you give us all that we need to just to be and to have the purpose that you've designed us for. And Lord, we ask that you challenge us. Lord, humble our hearts. Let us think outside of what we know and what we think and what we understand. But Lord, let the breath of the Almighty, let your breath speak to us, Lord, for all that you have for us. Lord, we just pray that you give us opportunities to influence others, to influence the generations that come after us. We thank you, Lord, that with strong minds, that with you know, all the parts working together as you designed, that your spirit will govern our minds. That, Lord, when we feel weak, when we feel sad, when we feel hurt or alone, that your spirit will speak into those parts of our mind that just become so toxic, so negative, so far from what you want for us. And Lord, we know that it impacts our health. So Lord God, we cry out to you this morning. We cry out that you speak to us. Let us be your vessels. Lord, let us be an example of all that you are. Lord, you are infinite wisdom. Let that wisdom impart in us. Let heaven be in us today, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we are a strong church, that we are a strong community of people, that you just that you govern us, Lord. And that we go out and we just we are a light to this community. We are a light to this world. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to change us. Thank you that, Lord, as we think and dwell on things that come into our minds, we thank you that you're going to strip away everything that is not of you. We thank you, Lord, that every day, as we seek you, as we reach out to you, that we are going to become more of you and less of us. Impart in us, Lord, all of your wisdom. Let us know your thoughts. We seek you, Lord. We love you. And we thank you that you are with us on this journey every day. We never have to be afraid. You never leave us or forsake us. You are always by our side. And Lord, any minute that we need, any second that we need you, we will just we can tap in to your Holy Spirit. And you will strengthen us. You will give us the right words, the right thoughts according to to your design for us. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. We thank you that you love every part of us. And we pray that we can just go out today stronger, ready, mighty for battle, for those things that come up in this life. We know that life isn't easy, Lord. And we know that sometimes traumas and tragedies can happen. But Lord, they don't have to define us. And we just pray, Lord, that as a church, that we are a, a group, a body of people that are going to step into those gaps, step into those areas of life where there's struggles and hardships and brokenness. And that, Lord, we are just going to be the light. We are going to you know, have your strength, have heaven in us to give hope to this world. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. <clears throat>